Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. And my, oh, my, uh, Rob, it has been uh, a, a long two or three weeks since we have been uh, on the show. So uh, we, we've got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is it, I, I think it actually has been three weeks, hasn't it? It, it, yeah. it, it has. But uh, as a reminder today, we need to stay mindful of the clock. At 90 minutes, they kick us off Facebook. So we're going to have to do our... <laughs> are jabbering within 90 minutes. Uh, we may be able to continue on, uh, uh, on blab. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see, but, uh, welcome everyone. And, uh, we're trying to monitor all of the chat rooms. So if, you know, depending on where you may be listening to the show, we will, we will dial in, but, uh, wow. Did you get recovered from podcast movement, Rob? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was as usual, those conferences, uh, you know, for you and I kind of, kind of run us ragged. Um, it's showing on blab that you're, you're blocked, but you know, your account, but that, that I'm what it shows on oh, blab that I'm what that is a unable to connect due to a network error. Oh, that's weird. I'm who's saying that, that that's what's showing in your box on blab right now. Well, I'm so seeing everything that's weird unable to i don't understand which it, yeah yeah it's in your like your little box on blab hang on here it says Let's block see. because of a network error yeah let me reload the page and maybe that corrects it but <laughs> podcast movement was uh was was great as usual you know jared and dan pulled pulled the rabbit out of their hat again and made a terrific event yeah, I mean, I'm uh, really impressed. Uh, those guys, uh, you know, they've taken uh, lessons learned from every year and applied it on the next show, and uh, I, the thing fired on all cylinders. I there was you know nary a hiccup, and you know, a huge crowd too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was absolutely impressed with the uh, um, the caliber of uh, people that were at the show too, because. You know, often a good sign on whether a show is growing or not is, you know, talking to people and find out where they're at. And there was a lot of uh, brand new, just getting started podcasters, mm -hmm. not from Chicago. I mean, from outlying states um, yeah. and not just close states either. So I was, uh, you know, sometimes you'll get uh, you know, a number of folks that will come through that are local. They're thinking about starting a podcast, and that's always great to see those people. But we had a lot of new people that were, you know, from all across the nation. So it was, uh, it was a really, uh, really good to see that. And then a lot of new faces. There was, uh, I, you know, I, you know, you and I have been going to these events for many, many, many years. And um, what did we see? We see the same people, but no, not not this one. No, there's a lot of people that aren't aren't coming to these events anymore that used to be in the podcasting space. I mean, it's actually amazing. The, the more I kind of sit back and think about it, um, how many people aren't there anymore? Um, and how many new people are, 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 are there is, is incredible. Yeah. And the, you know, for me, that was, you know, that's, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing because no, it's a, it's a lifeblood of an industry like this. You know, yeah. There's going to be people leaving and people, new people coming in. And, you know, I think that I would say that 
they're all great people. They're bringing a lot of a lot of enthusiasm and energy to the podcasting space, and and um, that's all all a good thing. I I went around and raided all the vendors' booths, and this <laughs> you got is, everything. <laughs> yeah, I just I walked through and I I picked up their literature as a you know and um but you know the quality of the lit- <clears throat> the literature the um the information I'm reading through and seeing how people are sharing their message and uh, everything was, was good. You know, here's one, here's a new, new company I wasn't familiar with. It was uh Jake apps, uh, G A C A P P S uh, making custom mobile solutions. I they was, actually are the, the maker of uh, the app that podcast one uses. Oh, that's and interesting. Jake apps is owned by the Jacobs brothers. Hmm. You know, you know that whole that whole side of things, right? You know, the Dash conference is what they put on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that it's that kind of group owns Jacobs. Yeah. And and here's a brand new startup that I was blown away with by their literature. It was uh, the Podcasters Toolbox folks. They they built they they and this is not cheap. They it's a one two three four five five maybe six pages of information about their service and a little handout that's probably two three bucks to do that uh, yeah. folded and stapled like that uh, of course you know a lot of the standard uh um one piece handouts but um yeah just uh, a lot of a lot of good information a lot of companies were doing uh comparisons uh, here's uh, the folks from uh who oh, is this one? Uh, this was Shinding. It's a new Shindig. It's a new uh, a new service or one. I guess it's been out for a while. Um, but yeah, just on and on and on. You know, in a big full stack of stuff. And uh, I, I will admit, uh, I don't think that uh, I came home with this much stuff from a, a podcast event in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and for for a vendor standpoint. Uh, it's, it is a, um, it, it's nice to see it. And they sold out every booth that they had. So, um, I don't think though, one thing that I noticed is we were kind of, you know, we do a little bit of a traffic counter, um, at the booth and to figure out how many people, um, stopped. Uh, I don't think that, um, all of these attendees though, um, walked the vendor area. I think uh, most of them spent most of their time in uh, in the uh, sessions and mm-hmm. also um, networking, which uh, yeah. which is the goal of a lot of the folks that are coming there, and you know, kind of the 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 booze or or the I guess for a better word, a sideshow uh, for them. And uh, but I don't think, and you're talking with other vendors there too. Um, you know, I mean, we are right amongst the traffic, the traffic flow for folks going to their meeting rooms. So. Um, you know, there was no better, better opportunity to capture, um, you know, the ability to talk to someone. Um, mm-hmm. we stayed busy though. How about you guys, Rob? Do you guys stay busy chit chatting? Oh yeah, definitely. It was really, really busy, but I, you know, one observation and it isn't necessarily, you know, against the event per se, but I, I kind of felt like, uh, we were in a, in a sardine can. I don't know if you got that impression to it. If you could contrast it. 
um, to the prior year's event, which was in a venue that was very open and, and had tall ceilings and stuff. This one had very low ceilings and it, it, it made it a little more difficult to see off in the distance to find, you know, to see what's on the other side of the room or something like that, because the ceilings were so low. Yeah. Um, and and I think, yeah. And it was a little bit darker too. Um, yeah. But the, as I was talking with Dan and the team and the event in Anaheim next year, he says, you know, big high ceilings and much brighter. So, uh, um, I don't think they're, you know, I think this venue just is that just the way it was laid out. Not, not necessarily it was bad, but it was just different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it did feel like you were going down and, and going to the conference a little bit in a cave. (laughs) Someone told me basement. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and the hallways were in certain parts were kind of narrow, right? Yeah, so yeah. you didn't get the feeling like we we had a lot of elbow room yeah. at the event and and I think that probably hindered a little bit of people seeing each other from a distance or connecting, you know, with, with each other. There was a lot of people that I I just didn't connect up, you know, with, you know at the event for well, the big reason was I was always in my booth or yeah, I was yeah. on a panel or doing something. Uh, and not able to just walk around and see people, uh, which is a big thing that I miss about going to those events. Yeah, when you're in the uh, booth, you're you're trapped. You have to you have to do your thing. I I was lucky enough. I had enough people to show this year. I had uh, there was four of us that uh, I was actually able to get out um, two to three hours a a day and kind of make the rounds and grinning grip and talk to people and and get caught up. So that was a uh, that was nice and um, had a little couple of side meetings as well. So um, I think, you know, in talking with my team at least, I think for us four was kind of a premium number. Allowed, allowed our team members to get uh, a bite to eat too, which um, in years past I've never been able to eat lunch. And this is the first time I actually ate lunch with, you know, some, you know, went up and had a quick sandwich with two or three people and was able to chit chat. And But I did notice, you know, I was watching there was a huge number of folks that were used in the lobby of the hotel as their networking place. That, that lobby yep. really lent well, um, mm-hmm. to having areas where, um, uh, probably a couple hundred people could easily, uh, oh, yeah. sit down and in around tables and stuff and, and chit chat. So, saw a lot of network going, going on it. Uh, yeah. And that's, that, that's the area of the hotel that was, you know, very open and it had a lot of light in it. It felt like, you know, it had the high ceilings and, yep. and it kind of had that kind of feel to it. It's a place that you would want to, you know, spend time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I think, you know, if we're moving to a venue down in the Anaheim convention center, I'm not, or hotel, um, down there and it has that kind of feel to it. People will stay there. Yeah. You know, people won't go upstairs like, like you say, and, bypass the the exhibition area they'll they'll kind of mingle around that area um but it also needs to have seating too you know and typically the the exhibition type area doesn't have any seating yeah yeah but uh you know i i just applaud the you know one thing that we've you know for those of you that did not go to the event and those of you that are new to the space one thing that um gary dan uh, jared and, and the rest of the team you know have really taken into consideration is they're doing the best they can to keep the vibe of the original, uh, original events that happened, uh, 
you know, in the early days of podcasting and the, the networking area and the vendors, I mean, let me just set the stage for you. The vendors and the breakout session rooms and the keynote areas are all like together. And many traditional trade shows that you go to, maybe in Vegas or another place, the, the session rooms are like off the trade show floor. And you long have to, ways away. yeah, a long ways away, you know, sometimes maybe like yeah. a 10 minute walk. So people tend to congregate in those session areas and then only the hardcore make it to the trade show floor, uh, you know, to get pitched by vendors like Rob and I. <laughs> and uh, in this instance, we are right there in and amongst with the, um, and it really, from a value standpoint, um, as, and again, I'm looking at this purely as a, from a, as a vendor standpoint, it's the absolute best of both worlds because I can dash into a session um, and and leave the booth uh, with the other team members. And if they want to go to one, they can dash to a session. And so we can get a little education, get a little networking, while at the same time feel like we're part of the conference and not a sideshow. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and Dan feels that um, they're going to be able to maintain that uh, for I mean, hopefully for a few more years. I understand at some point they may be, the show may, grow to the point where that might may not be possible but um i i think that they've done a, just a, a wonderful job yeah and the speaker booth was like right off of one of the the main um main rooms doors so we were like right there yeah so when people walked out of the 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 main kind of keynote room yeah. uh, they were right there and there was other booths that were along there as well so so people didn't have to walk very far to get to kind of, you know, some exhibitors. Yeah. Off I think, of I, sessions. I think yeah. I strategically made a blunder in my booth pick, but it's my own fault. Uh, well, I, it's hard to tell. I mean, it yeah, was a total that, crap pick for, yeah, for us. I mean, yeah, crap that, shoot. Um, that we may, didn't know, you know, the, you get the, the layout and you're looking at it and you're like, Ooh, that looks tight. And then, you know, so you just never know. <laughs> no, you don't until you actually get there and see see how things are laid out. I yeah. was really surprised because what I expected and what I saw when I got there were completely different. Yeah, yeah. You got you yeah. got you got a you got a I was like, damn. I, you know, I was like, okay, you know, but you know, if you go back to that same venue the second year, you know where to pick. But yeah. The uh um so next year we're all gonna be virgins at Anaheim, so we're all going to be in the same boat. Uh, Dan uh, did say he was going to uh, take some pictures of the venue oh, and maybe provide okay. that. So that might, you know, that uh, that'll give out you know, the early pickers for booth space. <laughs> so maybe, maybe a little tactical. <laughs> and it's true. It's it's you know let's you know let's be frank, audience. When you're going to a trade show and you're bringing people and you're buying a booth, and if you have an early pick, and most and again most trade shows work on longevity. You know, the early you are, you you know, you might be like one of five that gets the first five booth picks. Um, that's important. <laughs> Darn, uh, Todd, I could have flown down there before the conference you and scoped it out. Yeah, yeah. You, you could have. And if I'd have known, if, I'd, <laughs> if, I, if I would have been smart, I would have sent, uh, I have family, you know, a few hours away. I'd have sent someone over and i go, look this thing over. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. I just, you, you laugh in hindsight, but, uh, um. No, it was a it was a good event. Yeah. What was your favorite session? Did I didn't you, go to any sessions. You didn't go to any. <laughs> well, I did on the panels that I was on. I I did three three panel sessions. So I 
I got to experience those. You know what's funny is people kept running up to me. Then there were a session, and guess what someone said? Can you believe they said that? And, you know, so there was a few things where I got, I actually got wind of um, things being said that, there's a lot of people listening to the show that were at the event. Yeah. <laughs> because they would come up to me and say, you know, I know what you guys talk about, and but I heard this guy over here say this. Is is this true? And I'm like, well, who who said that? And then you know, you guys, no, not necessarily. So, um, and and you hear the good things too, but it does, you know, oftentimes the controversial stuff is what you hear about first. And mm. uh, so I did hear a few controversy things that were said in sessions. I'm not really going to bring them up today, but um. You know, not to, to give credence to him because there was a couple of things said that it, actually one thing it was like made a little bit of steam come out of my ears. But um, well, there's always a few of those. Um, yeah, I've got one that's popped up on oh on, on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think you saw that. Yes, that, you did. That's right at all, and I think it's interesting conversation um, as you look at Audible coming into the podcasting space. You know, sponsoring the conference and and getting involved and what's what's going on in the podcasting space. You know, the, the leader of their original content effort is, uh, is speaking on panels at podcasting conferences and, and, you know, kind of, kind of associating themselves with the podcasting space. But I, I think it's an interesting question is audible podcasting. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I mean, no. there are some that think they are, I think this really cuts to the chase of, um, what is a podcast and what is podcasting? What do we want podcasting to be and how, how inclusive of other distribution methodologies and, and, and approaches, um, whether it be behind paywalls, uh, uh, premium podcasts. I mean, is, is a definition of a podcast, um, holding true to the, the origins of this medium. I don't know, Todd, I mean, what's, what's your thought? I mean, is, is audible podcasting? They're not creating any RSS feeds. It's not in iTunes. It's not in any podcatcher. Uh, are we willing to open it up and, and have podcasting the term mean, um, content behind paywalls and, and, um, lockdown content that's not freely available via RSS. I mean, I don't know that 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 decision has been made. Well, Audible's a big name, and they are going to say whatever they want to say. But the simple fact is, you can't subscribe to their shows in a traditional sense. Yeah. So you know you have to go to the Audible app or the website, and that's the way you get to that content. You don't, you know, you don't subscribe to it via iTunes. So. Are they a traditional podcast that I can take with me on an airplane? Nope. Um, in the traditional sense, they're creating original content. Uh, they have shows that have names. But, you know, oftentimes I've said and someone tells me, well, I'm doing a podcast and I go to their website and they've got a YouTube video up on their website. And I'm like, technically, you're not a podcaster. If, if you take that media file that you sent to YouTube and make it available as a you know, something that can be subscribed to. Uh, yeah, you're you're technically a podcaster, but really, what Audible is is just a content creator. Yeah, I mean, you could take it from the other perspective too, and you could say, well, if you're going to include 
audible as part as a podcast then you should include the audiobooks that they have on there as podcasts too right um because it's the same what they're doing with original content is the same exact thing that they're doing with audiobooks right it's just it's just slightly different a little bit different content but it's not dramatically different content that's, um that's true so i guess that's the that's the flip side of this whole conversation. And there's, there's folks that were debating with me on Twitter about it. And where, I would say most, most of them saw, uh, what audible was doing is not really, um, you know, by, by the definition of what a podcast is. And maybe what we should share here is what, what both of us consider to be the definition of a podcast. Um, I don't know. What's your definition of what a podcast is today? And does that even include the conversation of content? Uh, the technical definition of podcast is a piece of media, whether it be audio, video, ebook, PDF, that can be delivered via an RSS feed through a media enclosure, um, mm-hmm. that which can be syndicated uh, to iTunes and all of the typical yeah. podcasting directories and spaces yeah but it's not a definition that that includes any reference to any specific type of content or i mean well it does okay if you say a pdf is a type of content um but it's not a content reference per se it's more of like a format right yeah it's again it's it's you know it's it is content and in the, yeah. the keyword there is content. So again, it could be an ebook or EPUB. Um, yeah. it, it's content that can be delivered via an RSS seed through the media enclosure with an RSS 2.0 spec. Yeah. Now, the, the, and here's the thing we have to be careful with, Rob. The, the, uh, John Q consumer, um, he thinks a podcast is a show. They don't care how they get access to it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where it gets, confusing in, from a external perspective versus kind of like an industry perspective is well the definition like daniel says here and on on blab he says you know it's um, a podcast is is a label for distribution not a label for content um and if and if audible is going to be at a podcasting conference um then they're they're you know what does that mean uh, what does that mean for the space? Does that mean that uh, other <clears throat> paywall networks can can come in and and be considered um, part of part of the podcasting community? Well, Spotify maybe is that's what we that want. Spot, I don't know. You know, Spotify is thinking that they're podcasting. Um, yeah, but yeah, and I guess the criteria of whether or not it's paid for or or not is probably I don't you know you know the premium model. Is a premium model considered a podcast? I, I don't know. I think that that's probably open for debate. There's a lot of people doing premium content that are also still delivering their media via syndication, yep. via an RSS feed. Yeah. So that does, you know, you can have premium and not, and still have the same distribution experience, the same consumption experience. Yeah. You know. And, and again, I, I don't know if I'm so worried about the semantics of Audible calling themselves in the podcasting business at this point. Um, for me, I really want 
people to listen to content and I want that audience to grow. And if Audible helps us yep. grow the podcast audience, so be it. People are going to understand that there's going to be a different user experience, but them, you know, it, it, it they, they, you know, they, Rob, this is round two for them. And we know what happened know, during, is, yeah. we, we know what happened during round one, same well, sort of issues. Yeah. Very, very much. I don't know. There's a lot of, new people in this space that don't really understand what the history was with audible and podcasting. Um, and I think to some extent that that kind of clouds my, my view of their, they're coming back into the space again, mm -hmm. uh, is because it, it's always, or it has been, I, I guess it's always been kind of a little bit of taking their model and trying to force it into podcasting. And that's, and that's kind of what they're doing again. Um, uh, the first time they tried, they tried to create a platform for, for content creators to publish podcasts under their definition of a podcast, um, and, and have that podcast be, um, wrapped in DRM, which is most people today. I don't even know if they even know what DRM is, but, um, it's digital rights management, which, uh, basically locks down that audio file from being consumed, uh, based on the, um, the specifications that were, were given to that file on its ability to play. Um, so it's, I, it was very much a, a walled garden kind of approach to podcasting. And they did this back in, um, 2000, was it 2005, 2006, fairly early into the podcasting space. Uh, and the, the podcast community rejected it. They, you know, at that time, people just did not want to have DRM wrapped around their, their podcast files. <laughs> and, Which, and there yeah. was a level of hostility to their actions that the purists at that point were, how dare you? <laughs> well, and, and I would say today, I mean, yeah. nobody's wrapping freely distributable MP3 files with digital rights management. I mean, the, the only people that are doing that today really are, are the TV shows and, and movie files. Yeah. Um, it's not even happening in music anymore. So I did want to talk just a little bit, the, um, and I can't talk about any of the details that happened at the meeting, but there was an IAB audio committee meeting. They had their annual meeting. That was about three hours. And um, I guess the, probably the only one thing I can say is they're very, 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 very close on their, uh, mm -hmm. on the document release. So I would expect, um, well, I'm hoping you know, in the next month or so, there'll be something on the street. But uh, it was interesting um, seeing a lot of industry titans that uh, would be considered 800-pound gorillas at the, uh, um, at the event that most people had no clue that they were even there. Um, so I'm sure there were, a lot of those folks were there getting their first taste of the actual podcasting community. And I had some interesting comments from people that uh, post-show, uh, not in, not completely non-related to IEB, but some of those members that were there that were, I think, uh, had a little bit of an eye-opening um, to uh, to the community at large. Um, you and I, or actually I walked up on you when you were talking with uh, the uh, Google Play rep um, from Google. I yeah. don't know if we should say his name or not, but... Um, I kind of was teasing him a little bit. 
<laughs> as you as you always do, Todd. That's well, all right. You know, I just basically came up and asked. Well, I asked a couple of simple questions. Well, number one, when are we going to uh, be able to very easily one click subscribe on Google Play? And they they said they are coming out with a widget that's similar to iTunes. He didn't go into a lot of detail, nor did he give a timeline. Um, number two, I kind of uh, begged him to implement one-click subscribe on Android. I think that went in one year and went out the other. Um, I'm sure they'll probably do it. That's 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 in their best interest to actually do that. So we, be my guess. And we did have a good conversation about it. Um, number three, we had um, a discussion, or I asked him about uh, the API. When are they going to start the metrics? Uh, the metrics. And, he, he, and the exact words he used is that a head herder. And my response to it was, I says, it's more of a head herder for you because the podcasters are not going to start promoting Google Play as a viable destination until they can see easily the numbers. The numbers. And so this is something I want the podcasters listening to this. Um, you guys need to start clamoring. I can go to Google and say, please, please, please. And again, he again he asked me, "Is that a head herder?" So, um, but also remember too that there's an interesting dynamic going on at Google. They're small. The podcast team at Google's small. I mean, you do you want to expand on that, Rob? Or I don't know how deep I can go here. Well, the podcasting team at Google is is it is small. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same way. It was the team came from. Uh, a a Google acquisition of Songza. So a lot of the same people that are running the Google Play podcast area came came from a startup called called Songza. Um, and then on the Spotify side, they they, they have a relatively small um, podcasting team too. Um, though there were quite a few people there from from Spotify, I was actually surprised. So that's probably a um, whole whole another topic, but I think. I think Google um, is kind of in, you know, the, the team at Google is kind of the same situation you were at Microsoft, Rob. Well, well, yeah, yes and no. Um, back in the er early days of, of, of Zoom, yeah, I had as many as uh, two or three people at, uh, at the podcast conference back, uh, I think it was back in 2009, 2008. Um, and that, that, that's about what Google had there too. They had, I, I think it was two, two, three people from their team. Um, so, so, you know, a lot of people didn't realize that there were multiple people there from Spotify and there were multiple people there from Google and there were, um, I believe only one person from Apple. So, yeah. So, oh, that's, yeah. Gary, you're listening. Okay. So uh, um, suggestion for next year. <laughs> okay, so here's the name badges. Okay, it says <laughs> Todd Cochran Speaker. So let's company name. So let's put a company name. <laughs> yeah. Barcode, barcode, so we can scan the badges. No one has business cards anymore. So, um, you know, lift this logo up a little bit or make this bigger. But name, company name, company name, or show name, or something on these because uh, identifying people, yeah. very, very difficult. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking about podcasters too. You pr- probably want to have the the name of their podcast yeah. on there. Yeah, um, is another thing, or their company, or um, I think it's important for people to make those associations. Yeah, I, I agree, Todd. I think that that would be great to add. Yeah, um, and that you just and if nothing else, it's like well, in, in some some of those guests will put something else on there if they don't want to be recognized, they will they'll put some other company name in their application. That's okay. But, um, what, you know, I want to talk about Apple in a minute, but what was your, the the Spotify folks, I did not get to talk to them at all. So what, uh, and I know during your session with Spotify, there really was, was there any satisfaction gained by the audience that they're going to open up and allow more shows to be listed? Well, I think um, what I gathered from my <clears throat> my fairly long conversation that I had with the Spotify folks is that they're they're doing data gathering right now. They're 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 bringing in a small amount of shows and they're trying to learn from consumption behavior right right now. So they that they understand how to approach this medium. And I I'm a little torn on that. I think that that's that's probably good to do i'm hoping that it's not just an excuse that they're 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 giving because they're 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 not really all in on it yet uh for resource reasons but um i think it it i get a sense that they're 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 driven they're very data driven which means that they're 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 evaluating the usage behavior and how they can manage the the thousand or so shows that they have in the catalog right now um (laughs) It's a small catalog, small. Uh, but I get a sense from talking to uh, 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 Rachel, who's the kind of the, the the lead there in content acquisition. So she also manages the video side too. Um, is is very thoughtful about the space, and it's not like she's um, unknowledgeable about the space. I think she's really dove in and really learned a lot. Um, I just think that they're, they're approaching this slowly right now. And I think, unfortunately that's given them a little bit of a stain, um, in perception. Um, but they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, they're going to learn, uh, and then roll this out They're at the, at the event, I saw her talking to other partners and I get a sense that they're, they're into expanding the catalog. Um, I don't know how quickly that'll happen. But I do get a sense. I did a a thirty minute conversation uh, uh, with her for the Spreaker live show. But the problem is, I lost that episode. Oh. It it didn't get uh, it didn't get uh, recorded. Um, so it's uh, I tried to get our engineers to salvage it because I did a live, uh, and it just didn't get saved for some reason. Oh, man. Um, Backup so, recording, Rob. Backup. Recording. Oh, I know. well, I I. <laughs> I had that capability there. I just forgot to check the box. Oh, um, so, painful. so it's really my fault. Um, but it, it just didn't make it up to the server to get stored in the cloud. Yeah. Um, I could have checked the box and it would have uh, recorded it locally. And I was just crushed. You know, I talked to Rob Walsh about it too. And he goes, um, that one would have been really, really important for the podcast space to listen to. 
because she spent 30 minutes talking about their, their approach to the medium. And I'm going to try and try and do another episode with her. So I've already sent out a, you know, an invite for her to come on my show well, and do cool. it again. Well, that'd so, be good. Invite her on here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can, we could do that too. If she's available, of course, again, Monday through Friday, nine to five. Yeah. And that's, that's the challenge for a few others in the space as well is yeah. they just don't do stuff on Saturdays because they're with family and right. And it's understandable. So I mean, I we're just crazy content producers. We do it anytime. And I was talking to someone <laughs> about that too. Someone said, uh, uh, asked me if I podcast. I said, Oh yeah. I said, I podcast and, and uh, he says, well, the company I'm with doesn't, they don't have anybody podcasting. And I'm like, I said, that should be a telltale clue. Maybe you should look at who you're working with. Um, and I'll give credit where credit's due. Rob, you create content on your with your company. We do. Rob at Libsyn does. But uh, you don't see uh, folks from PodTrack. You don't see any of those other folks creating content and talking about the space. Um, mm. They just don't do it. Which, oh, <laughs> Um, during one of the sessions, I sat down and next to me sat, um, Rob Freeland from PodTrack <laughs> and we were in the PodTrack room and I, hey, yeah, I talked to him too for a while and I yeah. pointed at his sign and I said, that is the PodTrack industry ranking. That is not the podcasting industry ranking. And we went back and forth. He, this is the first contentious conversation I've had with him ever. But I was like, you, what are you guys are trying? I know what you're trying to do here. And I said, but I've got, I have at least five clients, at least five that would upset your top 10. But they, they, he says, oh, send them over. I'm like, why would, I just shook my head. Like, what are you talking about? So, uh, so you had to talk with him too, huh? Yeah. Uh, can you, 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 you want to divulge? Well, it was actually a pretty simple conversation. I mean, he was wanting Spreaker to support his his um, uh, PodTrack, uh, a redirect technology, oh. so they could get metric tracking via the Spreaker platform. So um, that's that was the extent of the, the conversation, oh. and we'll probably do it. Oh, Rob. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to have opt in though for your users, right? You're gonna have to ask them permission to. No, no, get... no, no. It's no, it's not gonna be a uh, a a global thing. It'll just give our content creators the ability to add that oh, oh. that or redirect a URL to their 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 uh, media file links. I uh, yeah okay. <laughs> And for those of you that are listening, I'm pointing at Rob, giving the, like, okay, you guys are going to do that for PodTrack. So, uh, you know, we have a redirect system too, Rob. So if you do you now, okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, if it can be deployed in our system, um, where basically any redirect URL yeah. can be dropped in there, then yeah, that should, yeah, be, should be good. That's yeah. probably the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think the thing that, um, you know, that uh, we have clients that are, conservative that mm -hmm. uh, don't want that data on the street and um they're sure. very big clients and they're sure. enterprise level and so uh anyway that you know they're they're trying to and they've done a 
they've split their company into two, um, even though it's the same people running two companies, um, to try to turn take their ad sales side away from the measure side so that there is a an appearance of non-confliction. And yeah. um, so, you know, I knew that they do have separate people assigned to different things, but it's still uh, the same company, technically. But um, anyway, I'm just saying <laughs> they haven't yeah. heard they haven't heard us, but it just made me. You know, I I told him I said you need to have it is your your ranking doesn't include Libsyn customers, and it doesn't include Blueberry customers, and it doesn't include Spreaker customers, and it doesn't include Podbean customers. So it can't be an industry mm -hmm. ranking. It's a pod yeah. track in a pod track top ten or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, or the, or the shows that they're doing that tracking URL on, right? right? Which is not every show. No, but many of our clients are now on the enterprise level where it's not we're not even using a redirect. It's basically raw log data analysis, and uh, mm -hmm. they're getting that extra detailed um, information about the. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, partial place. And we're going to actually, I think we're going to make that as an offer to all of our podcasting hosting customers at some point. It'll be a premium charge for that because of what has to, we go through to make it happen. But um, um, yeah. it's going to happen later this year. But, yeah, I was actually, um, I was surprised at all, all the people that actually did make it to podcast movement. I mean, I mean, people that weren't really involved in sessions, or whatever. I mean, even podcast one was there. I don't know if you knew that or yeah, not. I knew that their yeah. CEO was yeah. there. Was anybody else there? No, no, their COO was oh, there. Oh, COO. Greg, right? Yeah. 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 And then, so, um, Steve from, uh, Apple was there. Yeah. I talked to him twice, probably, uh, probably an hour each time. So, um, you know, um, I, I really tried to dig more info out of him, but then the Apple team is uh, trained well on uh, on not sharing anything that they're doing far as uh, what's coming. They they yeah. have got those folks uh, because boy, I sure gave it the old uh, gave uh, it the old college try. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's probably extra sensitive because of all the recent attention he's gotten. Yeah, you know, you know that uh, Wall Street. Journal or New York um, Times. article that came out. Yeah. Uh, don't believe the everything. New York Times article that listed him by name. Yeah, don't believe everything you read in the newspaper either. No. I, I was told that specifically. Do not believe everything you read in the newspaper. So I thought that was, and that's that was the extent of. <laughs> oh, you're talking about what happened with that, that, that podcast meeting? Yeah. He said, don't believe yeah. everything you read in the newspaper. I was like, whoa. And I, I made the point of, well, I guess some people broke their NDAs. I guess they won't be coming back to Apple, will they? And uh, and he, he he kept a straight poker face. He didn't blink. <laughs> he didn't blink or nothing. I mean, it was just, you know, a sheet of like, uh, that dude could be in a world of world of poker, uh, you know, world of poker uh, tournament. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because, you know, I said, so what about, uh, stats in the dashboard and the podcast connect dashboard? I said, it looks like you're making room for that. Uh, he says, we don't talk about anything that we're doing development wise. And so I, you know, I kept pinging, how about, uh, 
you know, how to, about an, a, an API call to be able to ping back when someone has pressed play, when we've uh, down, when someone's downloaded the media already, we, uh, we're not uh, available to talk about our roadmap. It was, you know, it was the same, yeah, yeah, same responses yeah. again and again. But you know, at, at least I, you know, I hope that dropping a few seeds, um, you know, it, 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 you know, I, you know, that's frankly telling what's on our mind and what's on the space's mind and you know, head herders. And, and believe me, they're very, 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 very. Uh, aware of what the community is saying. They are listening. They're, they're listening to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, as they should be, you know, they're, they're the, 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 the leaders in this space. Yeah. So Daniel said, I told Steve, he should attend the everything you should know about iTunes PMX talk and laugh in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I actually saw a blog post uh, yesterday from someone. They were oh, back on the new and noteworthy kick. It's it's like it goes away for a few weeks or a few months, and then it, and it comes back. And oh, you got you got to get on new and noteworthy. It's almost like a religion. So, so um, I've been hearing a lot of chatter about Art Nineteen lately. I don't know if you've been hearing a lot of that too, but I'm going to try and get Sean Carr on the on the show at some point if I can get him. <laughs> out of his cave you know what i was asked the question i was asked about art art 19 what do you think what do you think about art 19 oh i get asked that all all, all the time too yeah and, people I mean, are trying to figure them it, out it's a little bit more complicated um i get asked I, i've been getting asked to have sean on this show for for a while now um and i've been asking sean to come on this show for years <laughs> and he hasn't hasn't done it yet you know for whatever reason so you know i he's he's making some waves in the space there's no question about it so you know we need to get get more people kind of knowledgeable about those guys so they were yeah it's it's a i'll reserve comment um but well he's uh, doing some deals oh yeah uh with people down in LA, yeah, because he's he's based down in LA now. Um, so there's I I heard of a big announcement that's coming in relation to Art Nineteen. I'm probably not going to share it yet, but oh, so did they get acquired? No, it's not an acquisition. No, oh, okay. So, but it is a big announcement. I I'm not sure when, when it's going to come out, but and then. Um, and then when it comes out, I'll provide some color commentary on it. Oh, <laughs> some commentary. That's interesting. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Clarification. Oh, that's interesting. Also, we, le- we, we learned, uh, man, there was some juicy stuff that we can't talk about on the show, but uh, uh, there was some, some com- conversations that happened like, did you know, or how come, or why is this? And, I mean, there was some stuff at the show that kind of made me go, Man, this is like a National Enquirer type of uh, uh, news releases. But uh, you know, being in the position I'm in, and the people, I just I hope that they spread that information to other people that aren't so inclined to have to be quiet about it. But there's a lot of juicy, really juicy stuff <laughs> that oh, yeah. was shared. Yeah, you know. So, so any of it that that you feel like you can kind of allude uh, to? I can't. I, I, I not worry about getting sued. 
Oh, well, we never worried about that before. Uh, no, because the individual that I wanted is more prone to sue than anybody else. So no, I'm I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, well, uh, one thing that that was announced uh, was it the Pod Podwave that that was announced by uh, AdsWiz. It's basically a programmatic uh, yeah. ad for ad N- sales for platform. NPR. For yeah, well, and and others, not just NPR, but but NPR is using using it. Yeah. So um, so I will share. Um, I had a. Oh, let me be careful here. I had a call um, earlier this week with a vendor and a vendor, and we were doing a little education with vendor number two. And um, the um, this vendor is a, is a media buyer, and uh, they're having uh, major challenges when they're going in to um, talk with clients about specifically podcast advertising when it comes to pre-produced and this would be like a and let's just i'm i'm just using a a, a generic company so that you understand this it, it could be uh, uh toyota all right so when toyota is making a brand advertising uh, buy and uh, they they pre-produce a spot and you get a, a 30 second uh pre-roll or a mid-roll that is a pre-produced um they are getting major 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 pushback from a variety of sources um variety of clients because when they go in and talk about podcasting and trying to charge x cpm um they're being laughed out of the offices because they're able to buy iheart and spotify at this cpm and they can buy it all day long uh seven days a week 24 hours a day at this real uh, I mean, rate. I mean, cheap, cheap rate. And um, so I made the distinction um, in the call with them that while I'm able to get 20 and $25 on a, just a you know normal basis for host endorse, this is where Todd or Rob or any other podcaster does the read and, and add some commentary, some, some, the colorful commentary um, that that dem- that can demand twenty or twenty five easily, and I said, but I also understand what you're up against in going to, you know, Joe five hundred and trying to get a, a a brand spot. So I think, sadly, what will happen, and podcasters are going to have to start coming to terms with this. Um, if you, because guess what, um, those companies are going to take that advertising at that very much lower rate and that, that, that rate could be effective, uh, you know, net back to a podcaster if they choose to participate in that type of a model, mm-hmm. uh, could be $3, could be maybe four, uh, net to the podcaster CPM because the gross on that is maybe six. Uh, at the at the top, six or seven at the top on those type of pre-produced spots, and podcasters to date have never had to take those types of advertising rates. Even though we all know that the uh, podcasting space is a you know they've they've 
clicked to subscribe. They've done a direct action. You know, they're, they're listening to our content because they want to, and because, you know, they didn't get to our content because it showed up in a Pandora stream. You know, they didn't, uh, they, they got here because they clicked play. So what we have to continue to do is, um, teach the community and have us make sure that we're, we're promoting that this is a, uh, audience that is opted into us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know if it's going to help the CPMs. So the ad whizzes and the, uh, uh, Tritons and those folks, um, while those deals look, I mean, those platforms look sexy, um, you're not going to get 20 or 25. You may have to settle for six. And, um, and that's gross, not net. Todd, are you, um, working with, uh, Lisa Laporte? Uh, not currently. Not currently. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to try and I'm going to ask her if she'll come on this show. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good to have her on. We had a, she's, we had a great conversation yeah. with her at uh, NEB. Yeah. So she's building a ad sales kind of, kind of agency that's separate from twit. Yep. And that's who we're talking about is Lisa Laporte, who's married to, to Leah Laporte. Yeah. Uh, she's starting to represent, um, podcasts, podcasts and podcast networks, uh, in a separate company. So it's, uh, you know, she's working and she's very, very knowledgeable, you know, about the podcast space. Um, but she hasn't been out there in the space. I, I think that there's a lot of people that are know of her, but they don't know her. Right. Right. So, yeah, I was talking to her the other day and she's willing to come out, you know, of her shell a little bit and come out and cool. be, be a part of the community and maybe even be a speaker at, you know, at podcast events and things like that. That'd be great. I think she would be great right. a resource for the, the overall advertising community. I think, I think you're going to see twit start doing more events again. I think you're going to see that team, uh, at more twit type events and, um, uh, being out, out in the space active a little more than what they have been the last couple of years at events like CES and NAB. So, uh, that's yeah. what I predict. Well, out. we did see them at the NAB event. Right, I, right, right. Uh, Leo was there doing doing some live shows, and and um, I don't know how much we'll actually see Leo, but I think we'll see more of Lisa. Yeah, maybe the rest of the team too. So, yeah. what, sir? Well, there was one other, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, boy, oh boy, I'm tipping my head. There was I should have made a list. I never do. That's the problem that you and i have in this show we just kind of sit down and go well it's it's like going to starbucks and we just sit around and talk right <laughs> yeah. um yeah i know that you maybe i don't know if you want us to talk anything more about the podcast awards it's been it's been <laughs> since that time frame but um, i think it's an interesting uh, dilemma that you have it's not, nec- not necessarily a dilemma um what happened okay. was uh, everything kind of went off without a hitch with the awards up until we actually finished the award ceremony. Of course, that's always seems to be a cluster because of trying to get people in. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's probably better ways to do it, but that's the way we did it. And we learn our lessons and move on. But um, near the end, I was alerted that there was um, a group that had used a um, 
a tool to help um, facilitate um, ease of voting. Let's just put it that way. And uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it took me a few hours to kind of figure out. I, first of all, um, I was told initially by a source that I trusted that uh, the tool had been used to cheat and was automated. Um, mm-hmm. That source, um, who I've known for a long time, uh, I took it at face value. Um, I basically put all award winners on hold um, initially because I wanted to investigate. Um, I was definitely, I definitely have a little bit of an Irish temper, so I was uh, not <laughs> happy uh, init- with the uh, with what I had initially been told. Uh, as I took time to look at the tool and see what it um, actually did, um, it did not actually. Uh, break any rules but because i had basically put about four hours on hold of uh actually approving the awards that we had just announced um all hell broke loose and i mean all hell broke loose uh that those 16 shows um sick their audiences um on me uh largely because i had uh, you know thought that there was some in proprietary stuff going on and uh, probably didn't word my uh, put my words uh, as well as they should have been on the uh, on the website um, initially. So what we end up having is a for two years in a row. Come to my knowledge, this has been going on for at least two years. Is that the individuals who all work together um, pretty much sweeped their categories and. Uh, they vote. They, I'll have to hand it to them. They did a pretty interesting th- process. They went through and uh, listed shows for each category. Then, as a group, their group, they went in and uh, voted on as a internally as a group. They voted on um, which shows they were going to back, and then they used this tool to um, help with the nomination and and voting process. It was a bookmarklet tool, and it's it just. I didn't even know what they did was even possible. So um, they pooled their resources smartly, and they uh, they swept, pretty much swept. And um, so not only has the blowback been big from uh, those 16 shows and their audiences, but the podcasters that participated um, that, you know, have felt that they have been served a raw deal. So, um, effective the end of the podcast awards, uh, I'm done. Uh, I'm D O N E done. I walked, I was able to get rid of it one time. Uh, the vendor, you know, that deal fell through, but, uh, I'm done from a standpoint of hosting, managing, or putting on any sort of podcast awards with podcastawards.com. That said, well, let's just be frank. I got death threats. I had someone tell me they were going to come to podcast movement and execute me. Um, so, <sighs> um, I've had death threats before, but not from a podcasting audience. So, um, from this, um, if someone is, and we have a couple of individuals that have indicated they may be brave enough to take this on. <laughs> and, uh, if they are, um, there's been money raised, so either that money has to be returned from the um, 
um, from the uh, GoFundMe campaign, or uh, we have to take that money and proceed with the rebuild under the build guidelines that the new team wants to proceed. But I can almost assure you um, that whatever happens with the podcast awards will not have my name associated with it. I may hold the domain. Uh, we'll have to work out a deal with whoever does this because I do think it's still a valuable property, but I can almost guarantee you there will be never more will be daily voting. Um, that process will have to change. So yeah. um, that in a nutshell is kind of what happened, but uh, it's too bad. You know, it's, um, and here's, here's the, here's the, shitty part um the 16 people that won none of them have ordered trophies so um they didn't care enough to uh it was a big enough deal for them to win and mock and talk shit about yes talk shit about yet um they worked real hard to to win and then um not even Need to not even I want want to order trophies. So um, it 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 just shows that the it's you know they it was a game and they played it and uh, I don't think they had uh, any respect for what the award stood for or anything. Um, some will, some people may take offense to that. Um, frankly, I don't give a shit at this point. Yeah. Well, it's just it's. Too bad that a small group kind of kind of spoiled it for everybody, and that's kind of what's happened here. Well, you know, and I and I I handed to him for, but you know, they held a separate live stream and we're talking shit on a separate live stream about the awards process, and you know, we're bragging, and it was, you know, it just I I just left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, well, and if their goal was to to kill the the podcast awards, I guess the they succeeded. Yeah, but that's but I don't, that's not on your shoulders. That's no, on theirs. No, I I don't think they're. I I don't know if their ultimate goal was to kill the awards or not. And here's the sad part: I know some of the folks and had considered that you know many of those folks had been nice and respectful to me in the past, and um, it 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 hurts. So I'm I'm done, and uh, someone else can take it if they want. If not. Uh, yeah. then well, you've done it for a long time. Yeah, that's you know, we'll have to figure out what to do. I, mean, I just feel bad for people that donated the money in good faith. You know, well, the vast majority of people that w- were involved in the podcast awards had had um, good intentions and are positive about it. It's just, it's just, and I I agree with you, Todd. I think you should just you know, walk away from it. Oh, I, I, I have to. Yeah. It's for my health and safety and well being yeah. and it, it's and yeah. I and I actually forgot how much work it was. You know, it's truly about a hundred hours worth of work. Oh yeah. Yeah. So definitely. But anyway, well, that that is what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> for, wow. And I'm okay. sure now the new round of hate mail will start. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think people will understand your decision and and you know and, you can only do as good as you can do i'm human you know it's a yeah. it's a one-man show one yeah. you know the, the fucking people understand what 
minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's it, a, if they understood how much money I've shelled out in the past years to make it work, bought trophies when there was no money, paid for the trophies out of my own pocket, you know, and and then they're bitching at me because I'm not buying trophies. We're we were trying to rebuild and raise money to rebuild and oh yeah. My God. yeah. Well you can uh, only do so much. Oh, <laughs> well, you got me yeah. wound up now, Rob. I know. Well <laughs> that's what makes a good show, right? Um, yeah. Hey, uh one other thing I wanted to mention too was that the Midroll Media folks also announced a podcast festival. I don't know if everybody heard this yeah, or not. Yeah, I did. Um, it's called now hear this, uh, it's a podcast festival. It's going to also be down in Anaheim, California, which seems like, uh, where all the podcasts, uh, conferences are heading towards, um, you know, down in that area down there. If you think about, you know, the LA pod fest and, and now, now hear this and, uh, they're all kind of in that same time frame too. The, the LA pod fest is usually in, in September, late September. Uh, and the the now here this podcast festival uh, being put on by Midroll is October 28th through the 30th, and then next year podcast movement is going to be in Anaheim as well. Uh, so there's lots of stuff going on in Anaheim for some reason uh, with podcasting over the next year. <laughs> so do you think the Midroll thing is just their way of you know well they're just trying to promote their their shows and bring exposure? Yeah, exactly. To them? It's I don't get a sense that it's going to be shows that are outside of the mid-roll kind of platform and network. Yeah. I think they've got plenty of shows that they can pull from to, to fill out a festival. I didn't get to talk to Rob, um, from scripts at all at, uh, did you get a chance to talk to Rob from scripts at all? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I got a chance to, I mean, uh, Rob was on one of my panels, so he was on the, um, meet the new players in podcasting panel that I put on. And I talked to, to Rob on the phone yesterday too. So we're just, you know, talking about what's happening in the space. So, uh, it's yet to be seen what they're going to do with, uh, with uh, stitcher, but did he talk about that in the session at all? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, I think, um, the, the impression that I've got, and I've talked to, to Todd over at, at stitcher as well. Uh, and I think they're just going to double down on Stitcher, you know, and make it as, um, put that focus back into it that Deezer wasn't, wasn't allowing him to do, uh, Deezer was pulling his team off to work on other stuff for Deezer. And so Stitcher was kind of getting left behind. So now being a part of mid roll and and scripts, they can actually dedicate their, their focus back to building Stitcher again. Right. Um, and you know, and that's, that's enough for them to take on at this time. I think, mm. um, the other thing that I heard about this week too <clears throat> was, and I don't know if you're familiar with these folks, but, um, Harman, uh, which is a, a huge audio yeah. audio equipment maker. Yeah, yeah. We're actually, um, our new streaming deal has us going into Harmon. Oh, it so, does. Okay, yeah. their their was it called their HaHa uh, yep. platform? Yep. So I'm sure a lot of you know maybe some maybe a few in the podcast community probably haven't heard of them, but um, Harmon is like the largest audio equipment maker in the world. Um, they they make a lot of the 
the head units that go into vehicles. So those 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 screens and the head units are the brain of the car. Really, uh, a lot of those come from Harman, and they have the, their own kind of podcast software that a lot of these car car manufacturers are kind of looking at um, this new kind of smart car movement is really uh, kind of two levels. So you have the, the, the head unit that has kind of like uh, what Toyota or uh, Subaru or whatever wants is like kind of their default experience that mm-hmm. is on the screen that maybe handles the telematics and handles the kind of management of the car functions, uh, which also has like this, this ha-ha kind of uh, media experience that's on there and it also includes some you know some functionality around the the AM FM radio and that kind of stuff um, it, but then they're also incorporating as optional um, kind of experiences is carplay and Android auto too so so you have these kind of these multiple layers that, that are happening and he's uh, I talked to the, the the guy that's in charge of business development for that uh, just, just the other day and and he was telling me that they're they're seeing the the direction of these head units um, having their own independent um, 4G connections yeah. uh, is where this is all going. I know a lot of people in the podcasting space have said, well, all this stuff is going to come out of your phone um, in Bluetooth connections. Well, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, that that may be a, the, the case for some period of time uh, or in some vehicles that are maybe on the the, the lower end of the scale. But if you look at the the big picture and where the these manufacturers are heading towards, they're heading towards, you know, you setting up an account or you getting free data in your car when you buy the car for some period of time. Right. Um, and because they want to have that functionality in the vehicle, so they can do software updates to the vehicle, they can do telematics, they can have a you know emergency response stuff in there. Um, you know, it's going to be important for these cars to have that connectivity anyway if we're going to do autonomous um, driving and all this kind of stuff. So it's much bigger conversation than just um, all your stuff's going to be in your phone. It's going to work with your phone, but it's, it may not be the primary connection that the car has. And spying on you. Well, of course, Todd. You get lower insurance premiums if if the car tracks where you go and how fast you drive. That's right, and uh, you know calls the police on you when you got in your car at two o'clock in the morning after you've been parked outside of a bar for three hours. So exactly, yeah, and sure. It, and it senses that you have alcohol in your breath. You know, um, uh, joking aside, the um, you know one of the things that uh, and I. I know you guys had a couple of announcements too, but we announced the podcast radio that's back. Uh, yeah. New partner with uh, a partner from Stream Guys, and uh, we're off yeah. to a raging success with that. And um, and then of course we made our uh, announcement about the Facebook Instant Articles uh, that's going to it's going into PowerPress and uh, what we're doing. And for people to say, when's that coming? When's that coming? A um, couple weeks, I think we have a, a beta that will probably start shortly. But it's what we have found with the Facebook Instant Articles integration, and it's beautiful. Um, but it is again, it's limited utilization because you're just it's when you use a Facebook app on a Facebook page and you click on an article to go to the website instead of going to the website on a mobile, you load the special Facebook article interface and it includes the player and your 
your show notes. Now, if you're on a browser or an iPad, it jumps to the website and you get their website experience. But um, they're very, I mean, insanely picky about how that, and we have to create a special RSS feed for Facebook instant articles. You can't use your podcast RSS feed or basically Facebook says, screw you. Um, because it errors out. There's too much stuff. So we've had to, um, and we're going to have a pretty wide beta for at least a week to shake that out. Um, and it isn't going to come with, and some people are, if they're doing something really weird on their website that we're not aware of, um, that makes it through, uh, we will have, uh, uh, you know, some support issues. So we're, 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 it's coming. But we got to make yeah. sure that it it doesn't end up by have five thousand support calls because of it. So yeah. So you're. Uh, is there any way you can pull that up on the screen so people can see? Yeah, what let it, me. Well, what, not on. Uh, I can bring it up on my like. phone because again, it only is for your phone. Oh, it's only for your phone. I yeah. thought maybe you could pull it up in a browser. No, too. no. Okay. So, but let me for those that are watching, I can show what it looks like. Okay, here we go. So. Um, all right, here's my, oh boy. It's kind of washed out a little bit. Yeah. Can't see it because of the, oh crap. Well, you can't see it because of the, oh, there we get it real close. This is what it, it looks like. Uh, you can't see it real well. Um, it's, it's a little blurry. Yeah, it's blurry, but the players there. Well, that's interesting. So today, the the share icons aren't there. You know, they keep they again. It's a it's a work in progress, but uh, um, it's going to be pretty slick when it's when it's ready. But that's just one of our. We're doing a. I got a guy doing nothing but social right now. One programmer dedicated to that. So we got some cool stuff coming on the social side. So the, we're going to do yeah, things. So that different. hasn't launched yet. That that's still in development. It's in, yeah, and it's going to be included in PowerPress when we, uh, when we need to do the, hopefully the next update, I'll have it in there. It'll be baked in. So you'd be able to like, like log into Facebook there and, well, and the, make that connection or yeah, how, you know, how does be, that work? There's going to be a, uh, you have to, first of all, you got to sign up for, to enable Facebook instant articles on your page profile and, and uh, you don't, and it's only a page. It's not for your normal Facebook profile. It's for a page. And then uh, there will be a few setup settings you have to make. Um, okay. Maybe five, six. We'll have screenshots of everything people need to, specific things they have to set, lessons that we've learned. Then you submit your feed for review. So the Facebook team actually checks you for compliance one time. And then when, and you basically have to be error free. You can't have any errors. And um, they take three to five days to do that review, to because you know, they're I'm sure the small team that's looking at those, and then uh, if you fail, they send you a message telling you why. But uh, once you're approved, then it's automatic; it runs on autopilot. But you still have to post the link to your article in your Facebook page. Now we will enable for we're going to make some differentiations uh, for customers of ours. We will probably auto post for them. Uh, for people that don't host with us that are just using the plugin, you're probably still going to have to go on Facebook and make the um, the entry on your Facebook page like you normally do to link to your show manually. But um, uh, we do have to break it out on what customers get, what non-customers get. But everyone will have the functionality. It'll it'll work. 
That's great. So it's just, but again, it's how many people are going in your Facebook page on a mobile, probably, uh, you know, and, and clicking an article to come back to your website. So, you know, there is, it's cool. It's really cool, but it's got limited applicability, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, whether or not people will listen to longer form content off of a off of a Facebook page, I think yep. it's you know that that may come in you know in the future more. It's hard to say. You know the the direction of this medium, you know, it's been so iTunes centric or the you know, podcast app on iOS. You know, you start thinking about these other platforms as listening platforms, um, and it's it's interesting. I don't. You know, I'm not sure how this uh, this medium is going to evolve o- over time, um, but you know, doing an effort like that on Facebook, it, it seems like it could be a good direction for the medium. So you know, that's you know the the podcast radio thing is you know it's, it's pure streaming play, pure pure linear. So we're you know we're kind of playing into you yeah. know something that's normal, but you know it's just uh, it's all about exposure. I don't again, I don't care how people listen to my show as long as they listen to my show. Okay. And it's got to be easy to do, you know, if you think about all these platforms. Yeah. Um, it's got to be easy. And, it, you know, it gets us into Sonos. It gets us into AHA. It gets us into you know, all these platforms that we haven't been before. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that's part of the, you know, part of the, the strategy, too. So over time, we will see how it, how it works out. Um, we've got about 11 minutes before Facebook kicks us off. <laughs> uh, and in last time they kicked us off everything. We, we lost YouTube and everything. And I don't know if it's a function of the TriCaster when, but anyway, we'll, we'll see if we get kicked off, but it, uh, about nine minutes from now, we'll say goodbye. And if we're still here on the rest of the streams, we'll, we'll stay up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else is there? There's been a lot of news, um, specifically, oh, someone, oh my God. Now we have a ad skipping problem, Rob. Did you know that podcasting has an ad skipping program? Yeah, problem? yeah, I saw that. It's like some huge percentage of people are skipping ads now. Okay, That's, prove it. Prove it. Well, they can't. No, That's the truth. Of it's matter. Some, some BS. And I swear to God, podcasters are their worst enemies. And some of the stuff that they're putting out, and some of the stuff they're saying, please stop it and and quit. And, and, and you better, if you make a statement like that, you better back it up with proof. Yeah. Because yeah. what do you, what are you guys doing when you're listening to podcasts? Your phones are in your pockets. You're in your car. You're not looking at the phone. And by the time you get the phone loaded, open up the app and do a jump for 15 seconds, please. The ad's almost already over. I mean, it, it happens, right? People do it. Uh, I just don't think it happens as much as people think it does. I, you know, these ads, yeah, people just don't, I agree with you, Todd. I think it's, it's just, it's too inconvenient to actually do that. Yeah. So So, for most, for most situations, we have to be fair. I mean, it's, it, it happens and people do it. I mean, I've done it. Um, um, I haven't, I, I, you haven't, no, I've never skipped and not in a, not with my phone. Now, when my DV, when my remote control for my DVR is in my hand, because you, men, we all control the TV remote, right? Those I skip, but my phone usually is is, I'm not. Yeah, staring exactly. at my yeah, phone, not, right? 
waiting for it just to tap that button at the right time, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, here comes an ad. I'm. I got my phone. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, come on. <clears throat> you know, it's 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 whatever. But uh, you know that that was an article that was out. It's just another one of those you know stupid articles that I just you know I I wish someone would talk to some experts before they before they make a jump. Um, what else was in the news? Uh, Let's see here. <clears throat> I'm looking. So at those it. that are watching this, uh, what what things did you see out there oh, yeah. here over the last, you know? At podcast movement. What was this exciting takeaway? Yeah. I'm looking forward to the digital ticket coming out because I want to watch and listen to all these episodes I was not able to go to. Oh, all of the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah I don't know when, when that's coming out, but they did a video recording of all the sessions. So, yeah. but, the, but, but is it going to be a podcast, Todd? <laughs> uh, knowing that team, absolutely. It'll be, well, I don't know. It'll be, uh, I'm sure it'll be subscribed, but it'll be, because it's Probably a, some of it might be put out as an audio podcast, right? They'll they'll pull it out of the the audio from the video, probably. Uh, Daniel says I skip boring ads via the remote on my earbuds. I didn't even know you could do that. Of course, I don't use earbuds. Well, I don't know use an earbud that I can talk into either. So, huh? Someone says, "Wait, where are you on Facebook?" Uh. Okay, well, if you want to see how the Facebook Insta articles work, you go to facebook.com forward slash geek news and click on my latest podcast episode with your mobile phone. So I think we have like five minutes left, right? Yep. All right. <laughs> so I'm trying to think what else is happening in the space. I don't, I think we've covered most of it. Yeah, I think so. Did we miss any gossip? Let me see. I don't think so. Oh, of course. Of course we missed some gossip. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, if you guys heard any gossip, I heard any good ones at the show, we want we want you to email us. You can email me at Todd at NewMediaShow.com or uh, reach out to me on uh, Twitter at Geek News. Rob, uh, where's the best place for them to reach you? Uh, Rob at uh, RobGreenlee.com or Rob at Spreaker with an R is, is good. And then also um, on, on Twitter at, at Rob Greenlee great place and i also do uh do another show called the speaker live show actually i did i did seven conversations uh, recordings at podcast movement from my booth down there i talked to todd moffitt from national public radio um rob sestranino i talked to minion fogarty uh so you can go listen to those conversations uh at speakerliveshow.com my plan, though, Rob, is I've been sitting on this domain podcast legends with an S dot com for oh, a while. And uh, I I saw the documentary that you and I both watched the the uh, oh, yeah. the documentary that was uh, produced by the uh, the comedy guys out in L.A. And uh, it just made me really think that um, they're still a lot of room in the space uh, to gather some historical context about uh, what happened in the early days and talk to people that were in the space. So um, my goal now is to get that website up in the next week or so and then start scheduling, you know, the go back to 2004 and, and you know, yeah. and start working forward and talking to people that 
have made an impact in the space and really to talk about the beginning years of the space and really they're the genesis of what really happened so that we get a little more context. I think it's important that we do that um, because there's been a lot of lessons learned that are being relearned. <laughs> over and over again. Yes. Over and over and again. So my goal would be is to uh, um, it'll shed some light on those types of experiences while at the same time uh, finding out what was successful and what wasn't and, and then talking with new people in the space are being successful as well. So I don't know where I'm going to fit into my schedule. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're not doing the podcast awards, that, that yeah, frees that, up a yeah, big it, chunk. It frees up right? two months of my yeah my life. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So, <clears throat> what's the next next event? I, I, actually, probably before we wrap up here, there's two other events uh, that are coming. Also, the Mid Atlantic Podcasting Conference. Yeah, and then uh, was it the the Podfest? conference and it's going to be in orlando i guess this year yes i don't know what the i just heard about the podfest one so i'm not you know i they just had a big event down in orlando so this is a second one for florida in in tampa oh in tampa the the one the most recent one you know it's more about the the next one that they're doing which will be probably next year oh okay so um is it the same group doing the one in florida okay So yeah, yeah the, I think think the Mid Atlantic's next. There's there's a, a festival going on in Chicago in August where they're having like three nights of three podcasters each doing live stuff in Chicago. That's uh, happening. We, we actually got a sponsor package on that last week, and I don't think we're going to move forward with. But um, yeah, Sarah, if you guys hear of any other events that are going on, any any type of podcast events, please let us know. We want to promote them. Uh, I think Joe Pardo runs the one from uh, the Mid Atlantic one. Yeah, yeah, I had an email from him the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think, um, you know, we weren't. Uh, um, yeah, I don't have any speaker spots. They do it weird there. You have to, in order to become a speaker at his event, you have to go the first year and do like a short. I don't know. It's a short presentation of like three to five minutes or something, and then that qualifies you to talk at a longer session the following year. I, I fully don't understand it. Uh, and because we haven't gone, uh, we don't have any mm-hmm. speaking slots whatsoever in his event. So it's, I don't fully understand it, but that's how he runs that event. So are you going to, and of course we just missed, uh, uh, the conference. There was another conference this last week that, Sarah Van Mosa spoke at what one was, the Hive or oh, what was it? The Hiveo conference. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was back in June. Oh, so that didn't. That wasn't. Oh, so that was just someone posting a link to what she had spoke at. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She did a did a live presentation about um, dynamic ad insertion. We might lose everyone in 30 seconds. We'll let you know. We'll see what happens when we get to the hour 30-minute mark with uh, Facebook. They're probably going to shut us down. We're at newmediashow.com forward slash live or at newmediashow.com. And uh, we're we're hanging out in the Hangout on Blab as well. But uh, right now, Facebook limits us to 90 90 minutes. And uh, we're about to hit it here in a second. So we'll see if it kicks us off YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what happened last last time is all of a sudden yeah. we disappeared off youtube and so are, yeah, are people commenting on on the the youtube page uh, 
we've got a lot of viewers on YouTube today, so um, okay. I haven't seen very many comments though that came in. Yeah, I'm seeing you know comments on Blab. I'm seeing that over there, and we've got a good good group over there watching. I so. think we're still on. We haven't been bounced yet. <laughs> Maybe they've extended it to beyond 90 minutes now. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think when, when Facebook Live started, I think that they, they were limited to 30 minutes, I thought. Yeah. So, but, so they must have extended it. Well, it's, it looks like it's still on, so we're still here. Well, that's good. I don't know why we got kicked off YouTube last time, but it may have been the, the TriCaster that was the uh, to blame. Just choked. Yep. But I, I don't know if I've got anything else to share anyway, Rob. Yeah, I think we're we're plum shared out. All right. So maybe we'll we'll pull the plug here. Um but uh everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Sorry we've been gone so long. Trying to get back on track here. I'm I'm not going anywhere anytime soon and Rob, if you have any conflicts, let me know. But Yeah, I don't I don't have any conflicts here either. So we should be good to go for a while. All right. So everyone, thanks for being here. And uh, if you have guest suggestions, definitely send those to us as well. But uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe at newmediashow.com. That way you can, uh, if you miss us live, you can watch us uh, or listen to us uh, via the normal podcast way. Everyone take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.